You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Okay, today's going to be a great podcast. We're going to learn a lot about branding today, rebranding, positioning, refreshing your brand. Uh, we're going to get people to read the label. Uh, you're going to figure out how to do that. I have Jackie Bevenroth with me here today. Jackie, it's great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. Well, you've you've helped over 80 brands do this. So what do you find is the biggest problem entrepreneurs, you know, business owners in general, why they struggle in this space of branding? The entrepreneurs that I've worked with over the last 10 years have had one common issue when they're thinking about evolving their brand to grow. And that is the peace of mind that they're truly seeing the potential in their brand. Quite often they're saying things like, I'm too close to it. I can't see it, right? Because they're in their businesses. They're, they know what works, but they don't know the bigger picture. And so uh, my firm has developed a series of techniques to help them take a step back and really see strategically where their brand can be positioned for future growth. And would you, when you, when we're trying to, because I've rebranded a company before, and it and it, it take it definitely takes some work to do it and a, and a commitment. You're, you know, when we, I always say you get to rebrand once, you get one bite. You really get one bite at that. It's not an every three year thing. Sure. When when do you find a company should? you know, okay, it's time to rebrand and, and explain to them, I know, and you know, but explain to them what rebranding is. Certainly. So I like to use the analogy of personal growth and helping people understand the rebrand process. You know, the person that I am today, uh, you know, as a business owner is not the same person I was when I started the business. I'm not the same person I was when I was a teenager versus a child. So sometimes we see businesses show up in the world, they, they, they try to sell themselves as mature businesses with mature services and products with price points that are elevated, but yet their brand is showing up as a teenager, meaning it might have just held on to, uh, you know, some, some older, more dated, um, you know, visuals. Uh, it might not be truly communicating uh, the true value of the business. And, and entrepreneurs don't often, uh, they don't often know this through the data, but they feel it because they feel as though their business is sort of hitting a plateau or they feel as though their salespeople are not all speaking the same language. Um, but it's, it's more of an elusive sort of subliminal feeling than it is more of a, a data-driven feeling. It almost feels like, um, I'm I'm wearing clothes that are dated or they just don't fit right. And I, I need to do something to change that about myself. Yeah. And, and I've seen that where I've seen logos and, and artwork that has just run its course and you, you'll look at it and go, wow, somebody needs to, you're right. Like that that's too wide of a suit, uh, you know, lapel, you know, it's a, right. that, that tie is too wide. It, it's kind of, it's kind of run its course. It's um, and, and then I find that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you've started this business, it's evolved. I always say I it, no business that I currently own is what I thought it would be 10 years later. I, I mean, I was ambitious and I thought, wow, it would be great if, but when I was naming it and, and putting together taglines and things of that nature, you know, some of them well grown past the vision that I initially had. 
Yeah, and sometimes that happens intentionally and sometimes it doesn't, it happens organically. And it's the it's that organic growth where a lot of entrepreneurs show up like 10 years later going, gosh, I just, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know who this business is anymore. I wanna reevaluate that so I can position uh, more intentionally for the future. So let's take them through how, okay, we're gonna quickly recap because we're gonna talk about rebranding and and then we'll jump really quickly into positioning. Uh, just a real quick, you know, under you need to rebrand if. You need to rebrand if uh, you've added products and services over the last 10 years that don't necessarily interconnect. You need to rebrand if you wake up in the morning and can't say what your business does, how it provides value, and who you serve. <laughs> you rebrand if you're in a succession and maybe you're a, a generation, younger generation coming up uh, and taking over the vision from the previous generation. And the last one would be if you've had any mergers or acquisitions in the last few years and uh, you want to further um, you know, make sure those things are gelling, then that's certainly a time to rebrand as well. I like that. And so tell us what you talk about reading the label. Tell us what that means and, and help the audience that own businesses do that. One of my favorite analogies is this concept of you're too close to it. You're standing inside the jar and you can't read the label. And, um, you know, that, that analogy really stands out to me personally, even as a uh, a brand strategy firm, I own a brand strategy firm, I've positioned over 80 businesses, I still hired a consultant to help me rebrand my own company, because I was too close to it. I was in it on a day to day basis, I couldn't see beyond the stories that I know have worked. And those stories, in essence, were limiting to me. And so I had somebody else, a third party perspective, really kind of look at it and say, this is where you have potential to grow. No, I, I like that. And so positioning, help us with positioning. So positioning is the art of uh, understanding where you stand in the marketplace in context with your competitors and who you serve at the greatest value. And so it really is, it's a strategic type of uh, engagement, but it's also, um, it comes from a messaging perspective. So uh, I grew up as a copywriter and the first half of my career, I've been in the business over 25 years now, I spent helping businesses understand how to message to their customers. And what I found in that work is really seeing how entrepreneurs tend to pivot and they're sort of chasing the market. Like, oh, I, I know that these folks need something over here, so I'm gonna sell them this or this folk these people asked for this, so now I'm gonna pivot my product and service over here. What I have found is that true positioning actually happens from the inside of the business out. So the work that we do at, at my firm Muse is we really help a business understand where their strengths and their assumed value propositions are. And then we help them find the audience that align with those value propositions. So that avoids this constant pivot where you're just kind of chipping away and eroding the integrity of what your brand stands for because you're just chasing after what the market says it wants. 
Yeah. And, and I, and so many entrepreneurs they or businesses, you know, I, I want all the business I want. And I'm always like, you're never going to get all the business. Okay. It's, it's right. not, not happening. Only Amazon figured out how to do that, but putting, putting, putting Amazon aside, um, it, it, it's like, we, we run Super Bowl ads and people will say, well, why do you run Super Bowl ads? And I say, well, I do it for two reasons. So number one, I do it to eliminate one third of the people that don't have the budget to afford us. And they know that, that the commercial clearly lets them know within our industry, okay, wow, if I, they must be doing really well. They must be pretty high end to afford a Super Bowl commercial. Yep. The answer to that is yes. So people will say, well, you do that to try to attract people. I go, no, we're already attracting who we want. It's to keep the one third from, from reaching out to us and, go, and we have to go through a level of due diligence to be polite. That we know going in, there's not a snowball chance in heck that that statistically right. that we're going to acquire that customer, that they have the budget put aside to work with us. So we do a Super Bowl ad to do that. And then I do it for nothing more than to make my competitors know who's number one. It's just, yeah. just it's just a wave. It's a polite. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> We're still here. Yes, yes. A polite and very bold. Uh, yeah, it is. my my, my sure. employees would say it's Sean's very subtle middle finger to the community. But right. uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm being funny. But but no, but you have to, you you know, in branding and positioning, you got to know who you are, and and right. your customers, you know, and and know who the customers are that that will spend the money you know that fits you know because you're going to spend more for a Rolex than you are a Timex. That's right. And I'll tell you, and you market there them is, differently. And I apologize. And you would market them differently. You market them differently. And I will tell you, there is power and profit in knowing who you are, because when you know who you are and who is willing to buy it, you ultimately can elevate your value proposition and sell your products and service for more um, versus, you know, being a commodity and a saturated market, market selling a generalized product or service and competing against everyone. And so that's what we try to get our clients to that position of transactional, more into a transformational uh, position that really helps them elevate. Yeah, no, I mean, branding is just so important. Understanding who your target customer is, understand how they perceive you, the brand that, that you know, that what you look like to the community out there. Uh, sometimes we, we think people are viewing us one way and they're really not. And we think we're giving out this image and we're really not. Um, I have Jackie Biebenroth with me here today. Um, yep. She's helped over 80 brands. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for just kind of giving us a branding 101 lesson here today. You bet. Thanks for having me, Sean. All right. So how can they connect with your firm? Because obviously you guys are really good at this and um, and you could probably help a lot of, uh, you know, our listeners that have companies and they're struggling whether they should rebrand, you know, where how how are they positioned right now? Certainly. So if you have a brand that you feel like is in a place of transition or you're ready for an evolution, you can reach us at newsheadquarters.com. We're also on Instagram at the same handle. All right. You can't beat that. I have Jackie Biebenroth with me. I got that. I think I got it better there the third time around. You My certainly did. One, one in three, I, I hit it. Okay. Audience, thank you so much for listening. We want you to learn that the podcast has three purposes 
to equip, encourage, and educate entrepreneurs in the least amount of time possible. So you have time to, to you know, actually go be profitable for the rest of the day. Thank you for listening. Um, I encourage you to use Gig Strategic if you're looking for a great digital marketing company for small businesses. They're great under 500. If you actually want to work with someone who will return your phone calls and tell you what you're spending on and tell you where you need to be spending, what your competitors are doing, they're fantastic. Gig Strategic. Thank you for listening and we'll talk again soon.